What's up? Welcome back to Overtime Operators, the show where we teach you how to make money in sports. I'm John, that's Casey, and that is Daps. How are you boys doing today? Can't complain, man. Um, hey, my Niners won, so the world is right right now. Niners won, Daps, the Jets did win? Did they not win? No. The Jets didn't. won. The Jets, the Jets won, won yeah. again. Against the Broncos, so that's good. Brees Hall looked like a beast, 70-yard touchdown yeah. run. There, there we go. Good thing. Good things in both of your worlds. Uh, that's that's good. So let's get into some injuries and how they affect fantasy. So I'm just going to list them off because there's so many this week. Some big ones. So we got Justin Jefferson out with multiple games with a hamstring. Devon Achan or Achan, however you say his name, out with multiple games with a knee just as he's getting going. Anthony Richard is also just as he's getting going out with multiple games as a shoulder with a shoulder. James Conner out with multiple games as a knee or out for multiple games with a knee. Um, Travis Kelsey questionable. He did come back after that ankle injury. Uh, but you know, maybe when the adrenaline wore off, we'll see what happens. Deshaun Washington, Deshaun Watson, still questionable with a shoulder. Saquon Barkley questionable with an ankle. Austin Eckler questionable slash probable with an ankle. Whew. And Aaron Rodgers optimistic to return this season with an Achilles. At first, people were saying, no way he comes back this season. He says, don't put your limitations on my body. This is my body, my choice. And uh, thinks he might come back. I mean, we can start there if you want, Daps. Are you picking him up in fantasy at this point? Or are you like, no, I'm in. Let's do this. Aaron Rodgers back this season. No, I'm not anywhere near Aaron Rodgers in fantasy. <laughs> I I was drafting him late in in you know the the second or third to last round in leagues this year because I I love the upside. I was high on Garrett Wilson early second round pick and my team by the way, fourth most in the league, I took Garrett Wilson with my second pick. So kicking myself for that one now, but also if Rodgers was playing man, I don't know who could argue even in in you know this group chat right now who couldn't the jets beat with aaron Rodgers? and i'm not saying they can't i'm not saying they'd go undefeated i'm saying any given sunday any team in the league right now if the jets had aaron Rodgers and the jets defense and Brees hall on the ground you don't think the jets could beat any team in the league it's a it's a strange argument because oh. any given any given sunday any team can beat any team but uh, all but one yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I think that, you know, that's who the Jets, that's what they built, right? It's like, we're, it's all there. We just need that guy. Um, yeah, I mean, the Niners look really well, look really good. The Eagles, we don't know what they look like against Test yet, right? So those would be the teams that would be the, the question marks, I think. Um, okay, a couple guys here that rosters might be built around. Let's talk about this. So I my roster is just riddled i have deshaun watson anthony richardson and travis kelsey all on my roster all of which are either questionable or out i'm in a super flex with deshaun watson anthony richardson and another quarterback i can't even remember who my other quarterback is Jesus. it's jared it's jared goff that's who my other quarterback is what what do i need to look for right because i'm gonna I'm really in a super flex i probably should be replacing with a quarterback casey where should i be looking if i'm sitting on deshaun and anthony richardson right now and unsure Let's say let's say Deshaun isn't going to play, and I probably want to play another quarterback, assuming I don't have like some superstar running back sitting on the bench. Well, I think first of all, you need to uh, you know thank thank your uh, your luck your lucky stars for having Jared Goff because that, that's kind of a pleasant surprise. I know you were kind of oh, yeah. lower on him. Anthony earlier. Richardson also a pretty pleasant surprise, honestly. Well, not really because how much has he even played? Right, I think yeah. collectively he's when, played when what, he, maybe like. 
10 quarters of football, not even when he's played a very pleasant surprise because uh, he does so much on his legs. But that's also why he's hurt. Yeah. In a keeper league, I think you got to hold on to him for that upside for future future weeks, especially if you got him late in a draft. He's got those um, Lamar Jackson vibes, you know, where it's like uh, he's going to do a lot on his legs and that's going to be good for fantasy. May not be good for him in actual real life, but good for fantasy. He's just going to miss too much time now, though. You can't rely on him. He's going to be gone. I think the report was, I, th- I think he's going to go on the IR. Um, so that's a minimum of four weeks. So do I pick uh, up Gardner Minshew at this point? I mean, he's not Minshew, Minshew he's not is bad. a viable guy. They're going to throw a ton more uh, with Minshew than they would with Richardson, just knowing that they can kind of rely on the veteran J- leadership there. JT, JT back out, out of the backfield to catch passes. Yep. Yeah, catch passes. Also kind of set the tone on the ground. Zach Moss actually incredibly setting the tone pretty yeah. well <laughs> but i don't think that's something that's super sustainable given his talent uh jt you can rely on it i think and that's gonna spell good news for Minshew. a lot more scoring potential on a lot of those drives so uh gardner would be the guy i mean there's probably well, in a is that state, what you think just take people take the backup you don't no, nobody else on your mind who i should uh who i should slot in there well it's it's not a bad move he's probably the most like rate like regularly available guy um yeah. and it's gonna work well because if Richardson does come back and you want to roll the dice that he'll stay healthy for a game uh you can pivot back and forth from those two it's the perfect replacement for one another mm-hmm. so uh it fits at least right and he's probably available uh if any other starting QB is available I mean some leagues still have guys like you know like a Baker or I mean a lot of people thought Brock Purdy wouldn't be rostered a ton, but obviously if he's, he's out pretty there, rostered him. at this uh, point in, yeah. in super flex leagues. I mean, any starting quarterback, go get him. Josh Dobbs doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter at this point. At this point there's just not a lot of starting quarterbacks left in super flex leagues, uh, depending on how many people you have, but uh, no, I get it. You know, or maybe just try and have, I, like, I, uh, I don't know. I don't really have it on the bench. Luckily I did draft Cooper cup late. And so that like slots in for, you know, he slotted in for great points this week, honestly. So, yeah. uh, Honestly, look at other positions too, because yeah. like I said, quarterbacks probably won't be available. So it might, it might, it might be the move. Quarterbacks get the most touches. I usually like to have them in that super flex spot, uh, unless I can find someone else who's going to get high touches. But uh, all right, now let's talk about a couple other guys who rosters could be built around. Specifically, Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey are the two that really stick out to me as guys who are either questionable or out for a minute. Uh, what do you do for, what do you do? To, I mean, is it even like if your roster is built around them, is it just like, yep, it's going to be a tough couple weeks or, you know, are there people who are having breakout seasons or, you know, or that you could take a, you know, a tough bet on that are maybe a little underperforming at this point, but might perform better, uh, that you think, you know, Hey, tar- target them in a trade. Maybe they would, maybe their uh, current owner is frustrated that, with them and would let them go for low value. What are you thinking if your roster is built around one of those two guys? Uh, both of these guys are guys I spent first round picks on respectively in, in, in a few, in a couple of leagues, uh, Justin Jefferson, it it feels weird to say, but luckily we at least have some clarity on the situation. He is going to miss, you know, four weeks minimum. He's going to the IR, even though I don't think they've officially done it yet, unless they did that today. One of those weeks, they're bye week. Um, doesn't matter. He'll have to miss four games. So, uh, is is game based, not week based. So, uh, I mean, you can look at guys like Jordan Addison. He's probably rostered, but his value should increase. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think the Vikings have come out and said that KJ Osborne will take over JJ's role, but I don't think he'll replace. No, he won't. Just to be clear. No, he won't. Uh, yeah, but the the position he'll get more, he'll eat up more targets, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think most of the production will go to Addison, though. That'd be my bet. So I'm high on Hawkinson. Addison. Um, I can and, see Hawkin- uh, Hawkinson eating up some targets, if, but he's going to be already rostered, probably. For sure. Hawkinson's going to be a slam dunk from here on out, I think. Um, just because, yeah, he's he's one of the better receivers at tight end left, and he's going to get a lot of targets. Um, 
And then with Travis Kelsey, you know, he's one of those guys, he shouldn't miss too much time, hopefully. And if he plays, you start him. And if he doesn't, you take a flyer. You know, guys like Logan Thomas are showing out. Uh, you might have missed him on waivers already. But I think yeah. you just you, you take a prayer at a tight end, bet on a touchdown, and just hope hope they provide for you, man. And then when yeah. Travis Kelsey comes back, even if he's 50%, you play that, man. You so. play him. Yeah. Uh, all right, Daps. You've been wheeling and dealing. You've been doing a lot of moves in fantasy. What are your favorite moves that you're making right now? Who are you moving on from? Who are you moving on to? Into? Who are you yeah, moving toward? Well, I'll give some context because this particular trade, I don't know if everybody's going to be able to do this one, but uh, this one league I have is a two-quarterback league. Yeah. Right? Super flex. Okay. So, oh, is it, it two, a hard no, two-quarterback? Right, right. So it's oh, wow. not a super flex. It's a, it's a hard two, and it's also a keeper league. And the way that this this league is very interesting in that you either go for it or you punt a year, right? Oh, and if you punt yeah. if you punt a year, you're basically trying to acquire as many picks for your big year. So oddly enough, this year there's like eight to nine teams that are still in the mix, where usually it's like three teams or four teams are in the mix, and then six or seven fringe teams that like you might get lucky and somehow beat somebody. So. Going into the year, I'm thinking I'm about to punt this, but I had Justin Herbert as a sixth round keeper. So mm. I'm going, okay, I get I draft HN, I draft Mostert, I draft Brian Robinson, all with like nine, 10, 11, 12th round picks. And the trade I just made was I traded my one, three, five pick next year, my first, third, and fifth round pick next year. First round for Bijan, okay. third round, third round for Tua, who I can keep as a third round pick next year, and fifth round for Ayuk. So now I now my team is looking like Herbert and Tua, QB seven and six. By the way, Herbert seven, but he just had a buy. He was QB two mm-hmm. before the buy. I have Mike Evans and Ayuk, so my receivers are a little thin. I have Christian Watson on the bench right now. But then my running backs were Mostert or Achan. So Achan's down, but now I got Mostert, who, by the way, is ranked 11 in fantasy for anybody who doesn't understand how good Mostert is. So now I have Mostert and Bijan, which are RB3 and RB8 in the league. I just traded Logan Thomas, who I picked up, and and a sixth-round pick next year for Sammy Laporta and a tenth-round pick in exchange. So now I got tight end four. And then my flex this week is Jerome Ford. It could be either Ford, Watson, Brian Robinson, uh, Kareem Hunt, and I just picked up KJ Osborne, who we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. So the interesting speculation they're making around Justin Jefferson, by the way, is that the Vikings are currently 1-4. and If they don't win while he's out, why would he be any – it be in any rush to return. And also he's a free agent at the end of the year and they didn't mm. give him a deal that he wanted. And I listen, Kirk cousins. I'm not a Kirk cousins hater. I think the guy's legit. Uh, I would be happy to have him on the jets in our current situation. But <laughs> yeah. with that, with that being said, the amount of hate that he gets for the, his statistics are ridiculous. This guy has the second most touchdowns in the league right now. And the most yards or vice or second in yards and most touchdowns. So what do you want from him? 
What do you want from the guys? Like that top two in yards and touchdown passes, and you're talking smack about him? That's ridiculous, right? Like you cannot talk negatively about a quarterback with those two stats, top two mm-hmm. and top one. That's crazy. So, But in Justin Jefferson's position, he's going long-term. I'm, I'm 24 years old, however old I am. Is Kirk Cousins really going to be my, my quarterback? Probably not. Imagine Jefferson goes, listen, I'm going to get paid – and I'm going to go to a team. I'm going to go play with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I'm going to go play with Patrick Mahomes next year. I'm going to go play with uh, Tua. I'm going to go play with Justin Herbert. Brock right? Purdy. Like, Br- Brock Purdy, sure. <laughs> so, listen, I mean, it's it's very interesting. If I'm Justin Jefferson, I'm definitely thinking about my health. Uh, it's, it's wild to me the Vikings are at where they're at. Um, interesting stat. Again, Vikings are one and four, but... If you go over their games, they lost week one to the Buccaneers by three. They lost week two to the Eagles by six. They lost week three to the Chargers by four. They beat Carolina, and then they lost last week to the best team in the league, the Chiefs, by seven. So the Vikings could easily be four and one right now. I would, I would, uh, I would have expected them to be two and three at this point, right? So I already, I would have expected a losing record out of the Vikings at this point. Um, It it seems like it seems like it's random, but. That's expectable for the Vikings. I mean, I think it was two years ago. It was the same kind of deal. They were something terrible record at the beginning of the year, like one and something crazy, like five. And mm-hmm. every one of their losses was a, a one possession, one score loss. And that's yeah. what they're doing this year. And then last so. year, it was a bunch of one one possession wins, right? Like they're a one yeah. possession team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, fantasy moves, I think, uh, around those industry in uh, those injuries, very interesting. Devon A. Chain, uh, definitely an interesting one. If you had him, uh, Casey, you spent basically a last pick in the draft on him. And so really, it's like he was a flyer anyway. Him being out probably doesn't hurt you too bad. Doesn't help, of course, but probably doesn't hurt in, you too bad. In your deep leagues, a deep bench leagues, uh, hold on to him and hope that he's back sooner rather than later. I think he's also yeah. going to the IR if he hasn't already. In keeper leagues, I mean, I'm stashing him even if he's out all year. He's, he, I know for a fact in my main keeper league, I got him in the 13th round. Uh, being able to keep him next year in the 13th, assuming he'll probably take over the backfield. That's that's my uh, my outlook on it. Uh, that's going to be a smash keeper for me. So uh, that that's how I look at HN. It is devastating though because I had him in almost every single league, and man, the boy was winning me weeks. So yeah, we I uh, I uh, you know a couple other guys that I want to. I mean, I think JJ and uh, Travis Kelsey definitely guys that. First round picks, smash first round picks uh, for a lot of people, you know, gone in most leagues in the first round. A couple other guys who are high and and are currently questionable, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley. Uh, What are you doing if those are a key piece of your roster at this point in time? Um, I I think Austin Eckler, I think, is coming back this week. So that should actually be something nice for people. I think he's probable is kind of what I've seen. So uh, Eckler manager should be very happy. Barkley, I mean, it's it's the same thing. Obviously, you're just you're you're scraping together whatever you can at running back and uh, yeah. praying he gets healthy, and then you're plugging him back in. He's one of yeah. those guys. And kicking yourself for not you know using the last round on HN. I guess he's injured anyway too. But unless um, you're in like in a position like Daps was pointing out earlier, where you're kind of selling, you're, you're seller mode. Um, if you're in a league like him, where a lot more people are in the mix than they expected to be, that means there's a lot of buyers. So maybe you can drive up a price on a guy like that who's coming back. Uh, if you're out of contention, you know, because some of these injuries might have already kind of taken you out of contention. So, 
Yeah. That is what it is. Okay, let's let's move on to some week six betting. A little bit different format here. Casey, did you want to pull up our, our betting tracker? Um, and uh, a little bit different format here. What we're going to do is instead of saying which ones we're in on, which ones we're out on, we're just going to go through every game and say, look, if we had to bet, this is the way we would go on it. I guess we could sort of informally say like, yeah, I wouldn't bet this one, but you know, if I had to do this the way I would go. Um, and then we can say which ones like we would actually bet as well. But uh, the format is just saying what, what, what way we would go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have, you know, you can bet against the spread money line out of the over and under here because uh, we were kind of neglecting that in yeah. past weeks. So uh, just a lot of ways to bet on games. Let's see how we fall on these ones. Gentlemen. Yep. All right. So start with Broncos Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs 10 and a half point favorites. Money line here is, hold on, let me pull it up so I can see it a little bit better. Um, money line here is plus 430 and minus six, four, plus 430 for the Broncos, minus 600 for the Chiefs. Which way would you go on this if you had to bet it, Casey? Uh, I'm leaning Chiefs uh, beating that spread. Uh, yeah. Broncos probably the worst team in the league or looking like it i'm starting to suspect sean payton kind of knew this was going to happen and was doing some kind of tank job uh, i think he's fine throwing russ under the bus and uh he wants a high draft pick probably so yeah he can get himself a qb of the future and start over again next year uh, i just don't believe sean payton could be this bad of a head coach to, to lose games like this so chiefs by uh, 20 probably if i had to if I I, yeah if, if i had i would you bet this one or no uh it, Maybe, yeah, borderline. But yeah, is it, I think this so. a borderline. You might, you might. I think I would. It. You might throw a little, little bit of your budget at it, type of thing. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. If I did have budget, you know, we've we've played bet 100 before. You know, if I if I if I had, I'd throw five or ten bucks at this one, five ten percent of my budget at this one, and it would also be on the spread. I don't like the money line just because it's a minus 600, right? So it's like. I guess if you just throw a couple bucks on it, it's no big deal, but then it's just going to be no big deal if you win. So uh, why even do it? You know, just bet the spread and be a man. What do you, what do you think here, Daps? I'm not touching it. You wouldn't touch uh, the, it, huh? The Chiefs should... Ten and a half points. Is, yeah, ten and a half points is too much because they might just kind of call it, you know, like they might kind of run it out. I just, I, I've, the same thing is going on with the Broncos. Besides the blowout, that they had to endure the 50 point blowout. I mean, the Broncos have a really weird season as well. And we'll go over this real quick. The Broncos, remember, I know everyone's going to go, the Broncos got blown out by, you know, the Dolphins by 70 points to 20, right? But week one, they lost to the Raiders by one point. Week two, they lost to the Commanders by two points. Then they get blown out. Then they win by three. And then they lose to the Jets by 10. And by the way, they easily could have beat the Jets. So yeah, that was a weird um, turn of events that that led to that ten point loss for sure. But the Broncos are another team that could easily be three and two with a couple plays or decision decisions that were made, you know, the opposite way. And now they're in a much different position. But, Look, I, I, by no means should they beat the Chiefs, but a ten and a half point spread. I can see why you're worried. You wouldn't touch it if you had to bet it. Where would you go? If I had to bet it, I would. My rule typically is if I don't know, I take the points, right? Okay. But the reason I wouldn't bet it is I don't like betting against Patrick Mahomes. So I have yeah. no interest in in doing that. You okay. bet the under or the over? On 47 and a I, half. On 47 and a half, I'm going over. I'm going Chiefs over every week just because okay. the potential of Mahomes is ridiculous. Okay. For the sake of the exercise, if we're forced to bet every game, which I think we're trying to do this week, uh, I'll mark you down for that, but... We'll we'll put an asterisk, 
saying yeah. you wouldn't have done you it. You would not that. have done it. I wouldn't have done it either, probably. I don't Yeah, like I, that's kind of how I felt, but I'll, I'll leave mine. If John, it, I'll, I'll put, put it this way. If it were like eight and a I'll half, ride. if it were, or let's say if it were nine and a half, so a touchdown and a field goal, I'm, I'd feel a lot better at it, about it. At 10 and a half, that's where it's like, eh, we're talking about two touchdowns or touchdown and two field goals. Like if they get up that much, they're just not going to have the urgency. They're going to be running it. I mean, Pacheco is a beast. He's, he's looking really good, but. You know, I don't know. Just you don't know what they're gonna do. Um, next up, Ravens Titans. Ravens four point favorites over the Titans. Money line on this is minus two hundred five for the Ravens, plus one seventy for the Titans. Over under on the points is forty one. Casey, would you touch this one? And if you had to touch it, how would you touch it? This one is just one of those ones that feels kind of gross to me. I don't think I would touch it. I wouldn't. Uh, either. The, the Titans are too weird, man. I think I would probably. I mean, this is not a high. High line for the points, but I'm tempted to go the under here. I don't know. What are you guys thinking? <laughs> I, I get what you mean, though, because it's like Titans the stop Ra- the run pretty well, and that's what the Ravens do. You and, know? The, like, and the Titans run. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. They've been pla- Tanny's been passing to D hop. He put passed to D hop really well last week. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would go under on 41. Honestly, I think the Ravens are the better football team, but they just, it's, dude, it's tough to bet on a team that just lost to the Steelers, yet the Steelers are three and two. So who am I talking about here? Um, Give me the, give me the Titans and give me the points, I guess. I wouldn't touch this. But if, if I got to do something, give me the Titans and give me the points. Give me the four points. What do you think, Dabs? So just so we're clear here, we're just going to pick, right? We're not going to say I'm out of this, this game, right? Yeah, well, right, I yeah, mean, yeah. We, we can say informally I wouldn't touch it, but you know, we like the, the the sake of the exercise is we have to bet every game. That what would we do? Right. So I'll I will take the points and the under for sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Next up, we got what do we got next? We got Commanders Falcons. Commanders Falcons are two and a half point favorites. Is that right? Yeah, Falcons two and a half point favorites. Money Indeed. line is plus 118 for the Commanders, minus 140 for the Falcons. Over under on this is 42 and a half points. What do you like here, Casey? Oh, man, I'm betting everything first, huh? Is that is that how we're doing it? Oh, is that? But Okay, Daps, what do you like here? I'm going to take the Falcons at home. Um, yeah. I think the Commanders have a really weak uh, pass defense, letting up a lot of points. I like the home team. Commanders... Sam Howell has looked good briefly, and then he unravels. He he throws picks that he doesn't need to throw either. Yeah. So the Commanders could, you know, might or or might have another win here or there if he didn't make those mistakes. And maybe he's just young, and that's why he's making them. But he's got to fix that before um, making any bets on the Commanders. I mean, he's a gunslinger. That's I I, I kind of dig it in your first year. Just kind of be like free with it, and uh, but by your second year, you got to get that stuff tightened up for sure. Uh, Casey, what do you think? This game screams, I mean, any game that the Falcons play, uh, they're basically chewing the clock the entire game. Yeah. Uh, so not a lot of plays are usually run. The commanders are not extremely efficient on offense with the new Eric, the enemy offense. Not that they were before him. Uh, yeah. so I we, we talk about another... the commanders, right? Like they've never been that good, <laughs> that efficient. Yeah. And I could see this just being uh, one of those gross games. I don't know which way to go exactly. The Falcons, I probably would pick, but against the points, I don't know. So I'm leaning towards the under again, honestly. It just feels like there's not that many possessions in this game. And 21 points is probably going to win the game. So yeah. both teams can't get 21. That hits the under to me. So yeah, that's how I, I see it. 
I would not if you know I would not bet anything here. But if I had to bet something, I wouldn't bet either team. I just don't know who's going to win this, uh, and and I don't like two and a half points enough to go with the Falcons on it. So I kind of also like the under. They, these are just both a couple kind of like ugly offensive teams that scrap out wins. You know, here when I'm going to when, gonna... when they get wins. I'm going to take these asterisks away. Let's just man yeah. up and do this. It get, it's getting too complicated to track them. I don't want to ask you guys. No, you time. don't. We don't need to do asterisks. I, I'm, I'm We're going to go nuts. We'll see how we the, like it this week. And, af, and for, after for this the, week, for the people who are listening, they can hear like what are we actually think. But yeah, no, we're yeah. not doing we're not. Nobody's doing super passionate. It seems like on most of the bets. I'll go, I'll go on the next one because I am passionate about it. Uh, give me two and a half points in the Vikings against the Bears. I don't care if they don't have Justin Jefferson. I think they're, a, you know, they're a far better team than one in four. I would expect them to be two and three at this point of the season. The Bucks' loss is unfortunate, but I would have expected them to lose to the other teams. Those are three very, very good teams, in my opinion, that they've lost to, and it's been good games. I don't think the Bears are good, so I think you know Vikings over Bears in an NFC North matchup. I like them, and I like two and a half points. I think they're getting those two and a half points because they're one and four, and it really should be probably six and a half or seven and a half points. Uh, but yeah, I like the Vikings here, and this is actually on my betting list of things that I that I would bet on this week. So the Vikings are favorites by two and a half points here. Right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me the Vikings and I don't care about the two and a half points. They'll beat the spread. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. A field, I'm going, a field goal. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I think I'm going to lean the Go other way on that one. I think the bears finally putting it together. It's still very possible. They blow this game, but if they can keep up what they've been doing the last few weeks, um, that DJ Moore from Justin Fields connection is starting to look real. I bet on it all preseason. High exposure to those guys. Didn't love what I saw in the first few weeks, but they're getting it together. So I'm going to go back in until they prove something else to me. Uh, and the Justin Jefferson probably is what the injury is. Yeah, that's Swayze. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I mean, it. it I, I don't. I don't blame you, and I think that's why the two and a half points there are sitting there. But I think it's just eyeballs, right? Like I watched them even after JJ came out, and it's like they, they still would. The Chiefs are really hard to play, right? And they still were fine. They still ran their offense. Um, I think, you know, give them the bears and give Kurt an extra half second in the pocket and things get a lot better. Sure. Uh, what do you think here, Daps? I'm going to go bears with the points. I like the momentum there. Uh, their two most recent games, their first half, they've basically went up 30 points to nothing in both games. Um, they almost blew the lead twice, but this is two games in a row. They've Justin Fields has momentum. came out. Yeah, he's averaging like 300 yards the last two games. Um, there's this incredible graphic um, that pick this this Instagram account Pick Six puts out, and it it goes player A, player B, and then it shows their statistics, touchdowns, completion percentage, and they're both silhouettes of two players. And then you slide, and there's a really really interesting one where almost every stat lines up touchdowns. Yards, yards are off 100. Completion percentage is off by less than 5%. QBR is the same. The one one quarterback has one more touchdown on the left, and the other guy has one less interception, and it's Fields and Mahomes Mm -hmm. in the silhouettes. So Fields is playing well. I'm rooting for him. I got way too much money invested in gold prisms, sports cards, (laughs) to not be rooting for the Bears this week. And he's playing for his job, right? Like this, it has to work out this year. Him and Eberflus. So, yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on. Next game, we got Seahawks at Bengals. Bengals are two and a half point favorites. Money line is plus one thirty on the Seahawks, minus one fifty five on the Bengals. Uh, over under on this game is forty five. 
I don't love the bet. The Bengals definitely looked way so much. They, they look like that. Okay. Maybe this is the, the turning point week. That's what they look like this last weekend. Am I ready to bet on it against the Seahawks? Who I do think are pretty good. No, but I do like the over on 45 points. I definitely like that. So I'm, I'm going there. I, and I, I wouldn't bet it just to be clear, but if I had to bet something in this game, I would bet the over. I have three bets that down that I would actually make. Um, and this isn't one of them, but if you're going to bet this game, I like the over on points. I'm right there with you, John. Uh, I think that the Joe Burrow uh, situation is starting to recover. Uh, that's yeah. nice. He looked better. And the Seahawks are a team that can put up points. Uh, Geno Smith, I know, has something nagging going on, but he should be okay for the game and everything. So I think this could end up being somewhat of a shootout. And yeah, Bengals put up 28. Teams, the defenses kind of show up one week and then kind of disappear yeah. another week. So Bengals yeah, put up 28. Pretty easy for this game to go over 45. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what do you think here, Daps? I hate both these teams right now. Um, <laughs> I I think that because of the Bengals' momentum last week, and I think the Seahawks can run the ball, they can throw the ball. They've still got DK Metcalf. They still got Lockett. Kenneth Walker's an absolute monster, by the way. Um, Bengals at home. I think their defense really like came together last week. I was watching, and I thought, wow, like if they keep this momentum, this is this is looking like the old Bengals. So. Oh man, it was a uh, Seahawks yeah, we, we just didn't cut his feed. They're like, nah, dude, the we don't Seahawks, like what you're yeah, talking about yeah. our team. We want you to talk us like up. Uh, we'll, Smith just, we'll come back. He didn't, if, he didn't write him back. He didn't uh, write him back. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to this if Daps makes it back. It looks like he's having some technical difficulties. All right, next up, I'll let you go first on the Niners. Go ahead. I'm not scared here, John. 49ers yeah. are six and a half point favorites here against the Browns. Browns have a good pass rush with Miles Garrett. Uh, overall, pretty good defense. Yeah, I mean, so do the Cowboys with Micah Parsons. It didn't seem to matter. That's how I feel about it. I'm taking the 49ers. I'm pretty ride or die at this point. Yeah. Uh, the first game I that mean, I'm even questioning them is the Eagles, and that's still a few weeks away. So I'll take yeah. that by a touchdown. Give me the Niners all day. So this is one of the three on my list that I'm actually going to bet this week, uh, one of the three games. Forty six and a half points is not enough for the Browns, especially when Deshaun Watson Watson is still questionable. He still hasn't he did not practice today. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, even if he plays, six and a half points is enough points for the Browns. Um, so I like the I like the Niners um, to beat the spread at six and a half points as well. Right, and that's that. I'm actually putting money on that one. That's the that's one of the one of the two one of the three. Let's go boy! All right, next up we got. Panthers at Dolphins. Dolphins 13 and a half point favorites over the Panthers. Honestly, this is one of those weird ones where I'd like probably bet the money line at my. So the money line is plus 600 for the Panthers, minus 900 for the Dolphins, which is crazy that I'm saying I'm going to bet the money line. But I just don't like 13 and a half points, honestly. Like that could pretty easily just like the Dolphins run away with it and they sort of coast. Uh, weirdly enough, I might just like bet the minus 900 money line on the Dolphins if I had to bet something and win way less, right? Bet 90 bucks and win 10 or whatever. But that worked out yep. for me last week with the Dolphins. I bet fi- bet 55 and won 10. And I'm happy with it, right? Like I, I think that a lot of people don't like betting those minus money lines, but on games like this, not a bad idea, honestly. That's- Especially in this exercise where we're making sure we just put in something for every game. This is probably yeah. one that's actually pretty hard to bet. Uh, to win by 14 points is no easy task, no matter who you play. Game yeah. script can always crumble. Um, that would be probably what I would pick second. 
uh, after the money line because that's where I'm going. Yeah, I would take. Yep. Dolphins money line. The the points here is just a trap, kind of no matter how you look at it. Because I can imagine a scenario where the Dolphins put up 45 points and it still hits the under, and that would (laughs) piss me off getting the over. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So, because I mean, the Panthers might put up a field goal. It's a, it's a 48 and a half. So for the audio listeners, the, the over under on the points is 48 and a half. And Casey's just saying that the Dolphins could put up 45 and the Panthers could go scoreless and, uh, and or you would still goal. hit the under. Yeah. Or, or have one field goal and, uh, and you'd still have the under on points. Yeah. I don't love 48 and a half for some reason either. The same reason I don't love 14 because like they could get up by 10, 12, whatever. And they could just kind of be coasting. And then the points don't come. And I don't really expect the Panthers to contribute much to that points over under. So basically it's like first, first week without Devon Achan. So, I mean, that's been the guy who's been doing a lot of the work. Let let me put it this way. Do you think the dolphins will score 48 and a half points? If not, maybe just don't bet the over on points. And if you think they will score 48 and a half points, maybe just bet the dolphins on the spread because there's no way the Panthers are going to put up like 34, you know? No. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Uh, the Panthers, Panthers have been sneaky. Okay. Just putting up some points, but yeah, the points just scare not me. Here, so. yeah, yeah. Money line yeah. is the safe bet. Dolphins winning this game. Everybody agrees with that. I right. Guess. Yeah. So you're going to bet a lot to win a little, but if you got to bet this game, that's probably where, and I honestly might do that. I might add that to my portfolio as a mm-hmm. third or four, as a fourth bet to, you know, bet, I don't know, 30 bucks or something and win a little bit of money. Um, just because it's one of my higher confidence ones. Next up, we got lions three point favorites over the bucks. What do you think here, Casey? Interesting. This one's this one's not. I don't want to say it's tough, but it. These are two two teams that I've been relatively this high is, on. No, this, this is this one is tough. I agree with that statement. Actually, it, it, these are both teams that have been like darlings to me all year. That I've been higher than most people on. A lot of people wanted to cut and run from the Bucks. M- many people, not have, as many people thought the the Lions would be like top three in the NFC, like they have right. been. M- many and people are caught up with you on the Lions at this point. Right, yeah. right, yeah. definitely. And even the Bucks. The Bucks have a good record uh, for the most part. So, and they're in a bad division, all that. But whatever. Um, yeah. To move things along here, to get, uh, cut straight to the point, I think I'm still riding with the Lions against uh, to beat the spread here. So. Um, yeah, if I got to bet this one and this one is actually one, I don't mind betting. I might, I might add this to the portfolio with a, with a little bit of money. It's not one of the ones I have listed, but it might, might, you maybe could add it to the portfolio with a little bit of money. I like the lions and I like three points. I I do think the lions are pretty good. And I think the bucks are maybe above average, but not like, I think the lions are pretty good, you know, um, this year. So I think lions on the spread, I think they're I think they're a better team than the Bucks by more than three points. Let me put it that way. I think that also just for like this one, I will put an asterisk on just because I'm going to put another bet on this one that I think is like, maybe I wouldn't bet it, but I think I want to notate it like 44 for the points line. Uh, I think the over is pretty likely here. These teams uh, put up points on offense. And it's yeah. like, again, one of those teams or two of those teams that, can kind of disappear on defense and I could just see this kind of turning into a shootout in the fourth quarter a little bit, yeah. kind of like scoring drive, scoring drive. So I think the points could really pile up at the end of the game. Yep. All right. Next up, we got J- uh, Jags four point favorites over the Colts. Uh, I'll go first on this one, unless you want to and, um, go ahead. Yeah. Jags. No, I'd love to see what you are thinking. Four points is just this weird trap. If it were three and a half, I might like it. Or if it were two or a half, two and a half, I would really, I, it would, two and a half, I would really like it. Uh, 
four is like oh gosh dang it like uh, i don't know something about it i don't like um if it I, let me rephrase three and a half no two and a half yes uh and if it, even if it were three where i would just like you know wash it at a, at a field goal win uh, i would probably like the jags over the colts here a lot of people would say hey colts starting quarterback out like go ahead and play him but colts have jonathan taylor back and also garner Minshew is like maybe the best backup you could have you know what i mean like he's just a great backup quarterback so this one is a tough one. If I have to bet this one, I'm going to go Jags on the spread, oh, okay. not Colts on the spread. I thought I, you I mean, were going the other way on that one based off what you were saying there. J- Jags, yeah. I mean, they're coming off of, of a Bills win. You know, I get that they they were in London an extra week and the Bills, you know, I did travel and, and all that. But no, I don't, I've, all, I've thought the Jags are pretty good all season. They've disappointed sometimes and they've shown up sometimes. I think they're a better team than the Colts. So, yeah, let's go Jags. I don't four know. Points, I don't. I don't love four points. I probably wouldn't bet it because of the four points. But if I have to bet it, I'm going Jags. Uh, the Jags, the Trevor Lawrence situations kind of looked similar to the Joe Burrow thing. It looks like he's kind of getting it back together. The team is kind of figuring it out for the most part. Even in you know games that are close, it, yeah. it feels like the offense is figuring it out to me. And I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about this too much, but. I know that heading to London is specifically like tough. Same thing yep. that like West coast teams have to deal with when they go to the East coast, you yep. lose time going that way. Uh, I think then the opposite must be sort of true, right? Coming back from London must kind of feel hey, like, I like better uh, than I, the opposite. I like your, and they played well. I like London, your logic. So. Yeah. I like Why your not? logic. Um, all right. So we next, I'll next take this got... one first, John, I'll, I'll, I'll jump back ahead. Cause I think you've See? gone first on a few. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, this is another team. Uh, I've been higher on than most and yeah. season-long view I really liked for them, but they've kind of kicked it into hyperdrive here recently quicker than I expected. I would say you're um, higher than most on, than both, on both these teams, yeah? Or maybe you're just higher than me on them. I think I was pretty average on the Saints, but the Texans, man, uh, the Texans are, are becoming a real squad out there that, I mean, I didn't I didn't really think I'd be saying they might end up with a decent record, but CJ Stroud's doing his thing. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's, you know, the defense isn't, all there they they have some work to do to the roster in next offseason but D'Amico Ryan's is a defensive-minded guy that's going to really start mattering I think down the stretch here as he accumulates some experience as a head coach and uh man I I like the Texans I think that they're sneaky like in the mix for the playoffs call me crazy but uh that's how I feel about it so I'm going Texans here give me the okay. points too I'll take the points just because why not I, I missed I missed last week on them by half a point uh yeah but and it, it was a one and a half point line there too and they lost by two I don't think they'll do that to me two weeks in a row, though. Saints looked much better last week than they did the week where uh, Derek Carr couldn't throw. Sure, um, that also that makes it tough sometimes when you're right. Well, and and I mean, when I say they look good, it's like they beat the Patriots thirty-four zero, and I get that it's the Patriots, and they're kind of like look like they're sucking right now. But thirty-four zero against any team is just that's not you know that's that's good. Um, I, I know we got I know we got time to keep here, John, but. Could we maybe see Bill Belichick get fired? This is uh, this is maybe a, a conversation for Triple Cross. Uh, I yeah yeah. I, this is what this is the murmurings. So I've heard two murmurings this year. One I've heard like the blasphemous like maybe Mike Tomlin isn't the guy from the Steelers fans, uh, and then I've also heard like maybe Bill Belichick isn't the guy from the Patriots fans, and that's that's crazy. You know that's it's crazy talk, but. Neither here nor there, you know, for this show. We maybe we'll hit that on Triple Cross, our other podcast. Um, but I do like the Texans here as well, and I like, you know, I don't, I, I like that they get that one and a half points, little insurance. But I, I kind of th- just like them to win, honestly. Like 
if the money line wasn't 105, the money line's 105. So it's like, okay, it's why bet the money line? Just take that one and a half points instead. Uh, but if the money line was something like 120 or something like that, I might go ahead and bet the money line on this. You know, you keep deking me out with the things you say, and then you kind of flip to the other side. I like it, keeping me on my toes. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm, 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 I'm good at juking, ver- verbal juking. Yeah, you're, you're um, a wordsmith. Pats Raiders. I'll read it out. Then you go first. Pats Raiders. Raiders are three points favorites, three point favorites over the Patriots. Speaking of Bill Belichick has suffered his worst losses of his career two weeks in a row. Now Um, Raiders just beat the, just coming off a win against the Packers. They're working on a short week, but three point favorites over the Pats money line is plus plus one forty three for the Patriots minus one seventy for the Raiders over under on this is 41 and a half points. Casey, what do you like here? You know, I'm glad that I made two changes, not just one change this week, where uh, if we're betting every game, I'm glad we added in the over-under to bet on, because all these gross games where I don't know yep. who will win, and I don't I, believe I don't want to touch much, this. Yep, I, yeah. Taking the under, because if Bill Belichick, I mean, guy is coaching for his job. He, I mean, yeah. the murmurings, they're there. Dude, that uh, said, I almost wonder how much Bill Belichick even cares. Like, he, I think he honestly might just be like, screw you guys then. You know, like... <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and if you don't like it, fire me. I don't give. I don't care. Like, yeah, neither team looking great. This is another one where, like, if you do the math, uh, the winning team only has 21 points. That means we'll hit the under, and that feels like 21 points might be a dream for either one of these teams. I don't know how many the Raiders put up last week, but they did put up more. The Raiders, but they beat the Vikings. Yeah, against the Vikings, though. You know what I mean? Not the Vikings. Not uh, not the Vikings. The Packers. Packers. Uh, And they, they. they might have put up. It might have been twenty ten. So it might if Bill Belichick up. gets anything together, it's the defense. No, it wasn't. Sorry, it was seventeen thirteen. So yeah, I mean they only yeah. put up seventeen points to beat the Packers. Uh, yeah, I like the under here as well. I haven't seen the Pats really score that many points. You know, even the games this... that they've had that are close, they're in the teens. So, uh, and we haven't seen the Raiders bust off more than thirty points this year. So yeah, I like the under on points here. We haven't notated all of them, but this feels more like one that like maybe would be a real bet for me. This this feels pretty nice to me. The under here. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't bet a lot of over-unders, but if I were going to bet one, th- this does feel okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so next up we got Cardinals at Rams. Rams are seven-point favorites. Money line is plus 270 for the Cardinals, minus 345 for the Rams. Rams with Cooper Cup back, Puka and Cooper. Coop, Cooper, yes, I said both of them. I, just you, I think you said Cup and Cooper. Yeah. I said I said Puka and Cooper, both healthy, both <laughs> running, Matt Stafford running. Uh, Aaron Donald running. Uh, so, so uh, Austin Eckler looks like he could be back. So we could see a fully healthy Rams team and a Rams team that actually has not looked that bad. Their losses are good losses, tough losses against good teams where they kept it close. Their wins are good wins. Uh, what do you, th- but the Cardinals, the tanking team doesn't seem like they're actually tanking. So seven points. What do you think here? This is an interdivisional matchup, which are, those are always, they're built for each other. You know, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, just to clarify, Austin Eckler still on the other LA team, the Chargers. But oh shoot, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. For Sorry this, about so, Sorry hey, about yeah, it. Sorry about best, it. Hey, yep. You're you're running the show. There's a lot to think about. I've been there. I want to shoot you that bail. Yeah, uh, people don't understand. That's how it goes sometimes. You're just flying through. Matches. I'm just I'm just trying to put all of the best LA players in one team. Yeah. Honestly, like I'm like, uh, can we get like Austin Eckler and like Cooper Cup on the same team, please? You know? Yeah, Be and I don't think they would need a guy like Eckler in this one. Honestly, I think. uh I think that uh, Matty Stafford, Cooper Cup, and uh, Puka Nakua are plenty to get the job done. Tutu Atwell, just, you know, they got rid of Van Jefferson, by the way. Uh, That was a trade. We didn't mention that in the news. Uh, It's not, like, 
super highlighty kind of trade. It's a kind of a depth receiver. I uh, can't remember where he got sent, uh, Van Jefferson, that is, but he's no longer on the team. I think that actually is good for the wide receiver core here. Cooper Cup is feeling healthy, and they've established their roles, the top three receivers on this team, and they run three wide receiver set about as much as anybody. This is an interdivisional matchup, but the cards are such a new-look Cardinals. I don't think that means a lot for them. Uh, yeah. New head coach, new quarterback, new everything, basically. So uh, give me the Rams here at home especially. I like that, and I'll I'll uh, I'll bet it against the spread. I like the seven points too, yeah. So give me the Rams as well. I like the seven points as well. If it was seven and a half, I would like it less. You know, I like getting washed out at a touchdown. You know what I mean? Um, sure. So, so if I, they win by a touchdown, I get my money back. If they win by more than a touchdown, I win. Um, I, I don't see a lot of like the Rams. I think are going to win. I think they're the better team. I don't see a lot. Like maybe the 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 cards play it close and it's like a tight game. But unless it's a tight game, yeah. I don't see a game script where the Rams sort of coast to a victory of under seven points. So I do like seven points there um on the spread and the rams i'll jump in Next. on this one too john i feel okay about this one uh yep same thing honestly here. i don't know that i need to switch up anything i just said copy and paste everything i just said about the rams other than the uh in division rivalry uh i think the eagles got this one by a touchdown at, at least uh if you watch the eagles game last week all that the commentators i felt like they talked about was the uh, brotherly shove the play they run on on third i mean it is pretty one. automatic <laughs> It is. I think and they even ran it for two. I think they even ran it for two yards at one point. They're they're doing some pretty clumsy foreshadowing. You know, I mean, obviously the commentators of the game. You know, they they work for the NFL or they work with the NFL. I don't know the exact hierarchy of 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 the media companies, uh, but they're clued into what the NFL is going to do, and they can't mention that play without mentioning that the uh, the competition committee is going to take a real hard look at it next year. Which I think just means for sure they're going to make some rules around it. Uh, some kind of like formation rules where you can't just pile everybody up in the middle. Uh, so that'll happen next year, but for this year, it's still automatic. And when you can just convert all the way down the field on first you can downs, convert all those one yarders, that's that's something. it's just especially against a team like the Jets, who sure maybe they've looked a little bit better, but they're nowhere near the same I caliber mean, the, as the Eagles. The thing is, this the is Eagles, easy for me. The Eagles go for it on every fourth and one because they're going to convert it, and that's huge, right? Like they're not punting on fourth downs and like I, they I mean, went for it on a fourth and two and they got it uh fourth and three they, they'll go for it because they're getting two three easy on those you know yeah so so uh yeah no i like the eagles and i'm glad that they're giving me seven points here i don't know why maybe because it's in metlife and uh the jets played the chiefs pretty well in metlife and the eagles have looked a little ugly like they've had some ugly wins against the commanders and against the vikings and stuff like that I still like that it's a touchdown, you know what I mean? Because I, I don't see a game script where they coast to a win for less than seven points, and I like uh, I like them to win by a touchdown or more against the Jets. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Eagles. You, know, you mentioned that, the Chiefs That here. one is on my list. That one actually is on my list of bets that I'm making. You mentioned the Chiefs, how the Jets played them tough in MetLife before, and Daps mentioned it earlier that the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. Hot take, but I don't, I don't really think that's true anymore. Um, we were contemplating. I don't think it's that hot. Our power rank. Uh, yeah, sure. Lukewarm. Um, yeah, I think especially with Travis Kelsey kind of being questionably healthy, uh, they don't look that dominant. They, they're still very good. Don't get me wrong. Top five team, easy. Top three team, probably pretty easy. But uh, teams like the Eagles, the 49ers, uh, if, if, you know, never mind. This isn't about the, the Chiefs, but I think the Eagles, what I'm saying is they're in the upper echelon of teams. The Jets, 
nowhere yeah. close really. And I don't care how they looked against other teams. If I'm being that honest. All right. Next up, we got giants at bills. Bills are 14 point favorites over the giants. Danny dimes. Wasn't Danny dimes questionable. I didn't see him on our list. I thought he was questionable um, as well. Uh, oh no, no, no. He neck left the game with a neck injury, but I guess it's okay. I heard that yesterday. Um, so Danny dimes will be in. I don't think that makes a difference here. Giants bills, 14 points. What do you like? If you have to touch this game, I hate 14 points personally, but what do you got? What are you doing? If you got to touch this game? Yeah, that is a big downer. I think that this is similar. The giants offense is too suspect. Saquon is in that. Like I, I look at him right now, uh, based on what we've seen is like 50, 50 to go. Um, you know, he's, yeah. he's one of those top running backs. If he's there, maybe I like the over on the points a little bit more, but without <laughs> him, I hate anything to do with the points. Again, so, this is one of those yeah. the bills could put up 40 and they could still hit the other. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that. I'm similar as your mindset on the uh, spread. So I think I'm just going to take the cowards way out here and go bills, money line. Bill's money if line. the giants yep. win this game, I'm going to eat my hat. So yeah, yeah. So I like, uh, so just to read them out, Bills 14 points on the spread. Money line is plus 600 for the Giants, minus 900 for the Bills. So bet 900 to win 100. Meaning, you know, if Casey bet nine bucks on this, he'd win one, win the Bills one. Uh, 45 points is the over-under. Same, I, I feel the same way. It's like, I don't think the Bills are going to put up anything or the, or the Giants are going to put up anything. Do I think the Bills are going to put up basically 45 points by themselves? No, and then 14 points, like, you know, there's game scripts where they could be coasting to wins and just not win by 14 points. I'm in the same place here. I'm going to take the Bills on the money line the same way I did the Dolphins, and both of them are minus 900 money lines. Uh, I'm actually less confident in this one than I am in the Dolphins one just because we've seen the Bills do some weird crap and, and lose to some – they've lost – essentially their losses right now are to the Jets and the Jags. The Jags are okay. They're not that bad, but, like, they'll lose some games they're supposed to win for sure. Hopefully the Giants isn't one of them. So I might stay out of this action, but if I have to bet it, I'm taking that minus 900 money line, basically. Completely agree. Absolutely. All right, Cowboys minus two at the Chargers. So Cowboys two-point favorites at the Chargers. Money line is minus 110 for the Cowboys, plus 110 for the Chargers. Over-under on this one is 51 points. Casey, what do you like? Well, the Cowboys coming off of a Sunday night football slacking uh, from the 49ers here. Yep. That defense is going to be looking to get right here in this game against the Chargers. We're talking about one of the best. Fortunately, the they just aren't good enough to get right here. Uh, the Chargers are a good team. If Austin Eckler is playing, which I put him on the positive side of, of questionable, probable. I think yeah. he's more likely to play than guys like Saquon. I think he's more in like the Travis Kelsey area where I think both those guys are going to play this week. Um, yep. Maybe he's the difference maker here for me. I don't know. I think I would do it anyway. Maybe it's the Cowboys hate I got in my heart. Uh, sorry, Cowboys fans. Uh, but they just looked really bad. And I know it was against the Niners, but I'm just not a believer anyway. I think this is actually, that's one of those games you look to get right after that in your next matchup. But I think also like, that's so optimistic to assume that they will. I think it also is very uh, disheartening as a ball club. Yeah to lose that way against a team you really wanted to be really bad. There's a lot of bad blood. I don't think that puts them in high hopes going into the next game. And the chargers are the chargers, man. They put this up is, a ton of points. It seems like and that's exactly who it. Knows, they, who knows what happens when they, they put up a ton of points and they put them up in the air and the, and the Cowboys are missing, missing digs. Now there's a good chance. Micah Parsons is, is, is he's able to get a few more hands on, on Justin Herbert than he was able to get on Brock Purdy. But uh, so, so that could change things for sure. But yeah, I mean, we're talking about the 30th pass defense in the league since Diggs has left. 
Uh, mm, weird stat because what if they had two games and one of them is against the Niners who are very good at passing, but the Chargers are also very good at passing. So uh, looking at the over-under too, the over-under interests me because I do think it's like, man, the Chargers put up 30-some-odd points pretty much every time they play against the bad pass defense could they put up close to 40 yeah could the cowboys maybe put up 10 or 15 or 20 maybe yeah probably chargers aren't if, great on defense if you already um, think that then isn't the safer bet to bet on the chargers the charge the chargers on the space yeah that's exactly right so like the over under on the points at 51 i think that actually if i had to guess i actually think i would take the over there but i think the better bet out of this whole matchup is uh, the chargers and, uh, the, the points to beat the, beat them, uh, minus two point spread. So that's, you want one of these little asterisk guys. Uh, oh, dude, no, we're not doing asterisks. I'm, oh, I'm just okay. letting listeners know that like, Hey, if you don't really like the chargers to win, maybe just bet the over on points. Like if you kind of think the Cowboys will win, bet the over on points. Cause there's a good chance the chargers are going to put up 30 something. And if you think the Cowboys are win, they're going to put up 30 something as well. Well, I did one of those up there on the uh, which game was this? The uh, the Lions and Bucks. I, I put a secondary on the over, but I'll bail you out on that one. Well, I won't, let me, I won't let, me force the issue. let me let me put it this way, Casey. Game script: the Cowboys winning. What does the score look like? Uh, twenty four twenty one. Something. Oh, like so that. you still have it on a you still have it on the under on points, basically. So I, you think, think the only way the Cowboys hard. you think the only way the Cowboys win is if they actually do contain this this offense that's been putting up thirty plus points a game. Uh that feels like the most likely scenario. Yeah, to me. Okay. So uh, I guess I mean I guess in that case, if you think the Cowboys are win, maybe you actually think they'll win by like containing that offense. In which case, maybe that fifty one point over isn't great for you. Yeah, and I would add in the contingency. I, the more I think about it, Austin Eckler makes a huge difference because. The Cowboys, the one thing they do have left is Micah Parsons. He's the best player on that team, especially who's healthy right now. Um, you know, if Austin Eckler's there, that gives Herbert an outlet guy to just toss the ball off to dump it off. And, and Eckler's going to get 10 yards on something like that most of the time. You know, he's he's going to get you good yardage um, without him to kind of boost the running game and that kind of outlet passing game. Yeah, maybe maybe the Cowboys do a little bit better job. We could hit the under. We could see the Cowboys win. But with Eckler who I think is there, like I said. Um, yeah, I, I really like the Chargers. Well, I, right here. I, get, I, I get that you like the, char- I get the, you like the Chargers. My question, I yeah, I get you that you like the Chargers. My question, though, is if you were to script a Cowboys win, even with Eckler, would it look like a lower scoring game? Yeah, it'd look like place? the under. It'd look like okay. the under. While I think the Chargers win would look like the over. Yeah. Similar to you. I get you. Yep. Same. Uh, all right. Hey, I think we got one more thing here. NBA is about to be underway. We got preseason games happening. We had Chet Holmgren and Wemby go at it yesterday. Chet kind of got, got the best of him, to be honest. He, Chet, Chet looked better. So go America, I guess. Um, but let's talk NBA finals. Uh, this is a bet a little, win a lot, take a long shot uh, situation. Looking at teams to, if you're going to bet right now before the season starts to teams to win the NBA finals, uh, let me read the top six off here and let's talk about who we like. So we got the Boston Celtics at plus 380. So bet 100 to win 380 Milwaukee Bucks, same exact odds at plus 380 Denver Nuggets plus 550 Phoenix, Phoenix Suns plus 550 Los Angeles Lakers plus 1300. Golden State Warriors plus 1,400. And then let's see if there's any honorable mentions here. No, that's pretty much where it falls off, honestly. Because uh, basically you get to a tier of like the Cavs, the Grizzlies, the Mavericks that are like you think? Did you think, did you think uh, maybe toss out like the Mavericks were kind of buyers last season? You know, Luca kind of 
one an amazing player. Do you think there's anything to the Mavericks at all? Maybe no, not until they get their defense figured out. You know, like they yeah. just they're so defenseless. Uh, I was that. just grasping at straws for after the past really. The if I'm if I'm looking for a value bet down in that like other zone, so so let me read out like the teams that are still like uh, that are in that next tier. So the Cleveland Cavaliers at plus 2,400, Memphis Grizzlies at plus 2,400, Los Angeles Clippers at 27, plus 2,700, 76ers at plus 2,700, or Heat at plus 3,000. I think my value bets there are on that second row. Uh, so it's either the Clippers, the Sixers, or the Heat. And I kind of like the Heat best out of that group. So plus 3,000 on the Heat. Um, obviously, there's some recency bias there because they were just in the finals. But I kind of like that. Like the Clippers, I've said this before, the Clippers are one of those teams that like, they honestly can beat any team in the league if everybody's healthy and everybody's playing well. And, okay, I, and I'm saying that ever happened. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's why they're plus 2,700, right? So yeah. they're like a team that's good enough to win the finals that is just never healthy and all together at the same time. So that's, you know, if you like that as a value bet, that that's a, that's a line, that's a line of logic that can, uh, you know, bet you, you can bet a hundred win 2,700 bucks or whatever. Um, I don't think the Clippers are going to win, but they're, they're that team that, you know, when they're playing their best and literally any other team is also playing their best, the Clippers might be better, right? They're just very good when they're playing their best Sixers. I mean, they're just, you know, kind of on the brink every year. So I probably like the heat or Clippers in that tier. Um, but my, my long bet here really is the nuggets. The reason I like the nuggets, obviously defending champs, easy choice, but both the Celtics and the bucks with their off season moves have jumped to higher odds and they're plus three eighty. I think if you can get the nuggets as underdogs to me, the off season moves do not make the Celtics or bucks better than the nuggets at this point in time. Uh, like I, I, I'm not bought into the idea that the bucks are better or the Celtics are better than the nuggets yet. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I like the Nuggets at, at plus 550. What do you like here? I don't want to jump on your bandwagon here. Nuggets feel right to me. It, it feels disrespectful to not have them as the highest odds or the the, the best odds to win here after yeah. coming off of a championship. I mean, have they lost anybody significant that I'm not aware of? I mean, they still have Nikola Jokic. Uh, still got Jamal Murray, right? I mean, I'm in. Like, Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but to, for the sake of argument, and not to be totally uh, Homer uh, in, in the same region that everybody knows I like in football, uh, yeah. but I mean, the Warriors here, I think it actually is not crazy, right? I mean, addition to CP three, there's a lot of, a lot of off season buzz that the team is kind of melding well together. Yeah. Uh, they love playing with him. I know there's been some bad blood historically with some of the guys on the roster in CP three, but obviously put that aside, maybe a bigger addition to the Warriors squad this year is addition by subtract, uh, by subtraction in that Jordan Poole is no longer on the team. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's great for everybody. And they got uh, assets for it. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, to net CP3 too, that's that's a quality starter. You know, you're going to, yeah. he's going to get a lot of minutes. And he's, I mean, uh, they've always he, liked to play kind of small. So I don't yeah. think that, you know, having another like guard on the squad is going to hurt their odds. I think if anything, it helps it. And they're hungry, right? They're, this is like, it's getting down to the wire. If Steph's going to win another one, it's got to be soon, this is it. you would yeah. think. Maybe not this year is the last year, but like, yeah, I mean, it would be nice if it was this year because the odds are declining every year. So I like them as kind of my my more long shot, that second tier kind of bet. Yeah. Uh, but but truly, I, I do like the Nuggets the best. And if I were to toss out another one, I mean, just for funsies, bet on the Bucks maybe uh, in that two spot just because of some additions there. You like a I, yeah, I, you like a Dame Dame Giannis combo. I don't hate it. I like a. I, Honestly, yeah. I might become a Bucks fan this year, kind of, you and know, but I'm that just... would be my biggest advice is like, I'm sorry to take the stage there, but go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
if you're betting on something season long, you know, to win the championship, you know, that's a long time out right now. Right. And no matter who your team is, I think this is one of those bets where it's easier to justify being a homer because yeah. you're going to be rooting for this bet all year long. And yeah. is there any team you'd rather root for all year long than like your favorite team? Yep. And you know, the, the, the odds are already baked in. So, you know, bet responsibly, obviously, but if you're a fan yeah. of somebody like the Warriors, I'd say, Hey, this is, these are great odds to bet on the Warriors to win. Cause who's going to say they can't win. Yeah. Nobody. So, so here's another interesting thought that I just had uh, while we were looking through this is, uh, if I so there's definitely some some teams that I think are overvalued a little bit right now, and that specifically is the Phoenix Suns at plus five fifty, which is the same thing as the Nuggets are. I don't think the addition of Beal makes them uh, puts them on the same level as the Nuggets. I think the Los Angeles Lakers at plus thirteen hundred. Yeah, I get it. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. We've been over this a lot of times before on our other podcast, Triple Cross. You can get to a conference finals, like you can get just like a good path to a conference finals. Getting through the conference is a whole other story. Like all paths lead through the Nuggets, and they should like the Nuggets just freaking trounced them in five games. So um, I don't think the Lakers are actually that good. I don't think that their offseason moves to kind of resign everybody and run it back uh, were great. If I so an interesting thought exercise here is if I were to take a portfolio approach to this, I would bet. I would put some money on the Celtics. I'd put some money on the Bucks. And like, if I were to say, I'm going to put even money on everybody and hope that one of these bets pays off, I would maybe put it on the Celtics, the Bucks, the Nuggets. I would not put it on the Suns. I would not put it on the Lakers. Uh, I might put a little on the on the Warriors. That one's questionable to me, but Warriors, yeah, I'd probably probably leave them in there. Grizzlies, I'd probably leave them in there. And then Heat. So I would do those six mm. and then I would skip everyone else. Cause then after that, we're getting into the Pelicans and the Knicks and the Kings and the ones that just, you know, unless something crazy happens, the Pelicans are that team that like maybe if Zion's healthy all year, you know, maybe, so maybe I put a little money there, uh, but I just don't think, see that as highly likely. So yeah, that that's where I would go. Pelicans are about my line after that. I would not put any money on anyone and I would have skipped and not put any money on the Sixers, Clippers, Mavericks, Cavs, Lakers, or Suns. Yeah, I mean, if you were thinking about the Pelicans, I mean, I'd, I'd still stick to my Mavericks stance before that, probably. If I was going to really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, I, I don't believe in it. I don't really believe yeah. in it. It's just if I was taking a shot, shot, and I know that's odd. Yeah, odd it, I really, my, my idea with the portfolio is to say if I put a little money on every team I think might win, that's what it would look like. Sure. You know, sure, yeah. and then and then it, one of those does it and it, it pays my whole bet back, I guess, is the is yeah. the approach I, there. I really like the top four. You said, you know, Celtics, Bucks, Nuggets, Warriors. Those would be my favorite four to win it all. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Maybe yep. maybe not in that in no particular order. Let's say. He, he I think the Heat are a very good value at plus three thousand. Um, yeah. You know, like that that's the main thing I think about them at like, you know, hey, plus three thousand seems a little low for them. They seem pretty undervalued there. Um, and that that's kind of the main thing with them. Um, yep. all right. Yeah. And Grizzlies actually at plus 2,400, I'm sixes on them. I think they're, I don't think they're undervalued or overvalued. I think they're valued. That's the show. I think overtime operators, uh, we'll get more basketball stuff coming, I guess, as the season starts and, uh, and do a little more basketball betting and, uh, and stuff like that. And, uh, but yeah, that's the show overtime operators show where we teach you how to make money in sports. Uh, if you listen on, on audio, then please, uh, subscribe to the podcast so you get updated when we are when we have new episodes please review give us five stars um 
and rate review and rate and give us five stars if you're watching on youtube hit the subscribe button hit the bell icon so you get notified when we launch new videos um we're going to try and do that timely in the week every week so that you have uh all the betting lines and all of the all of our betting advice all of our betting uh all of our fantasy advice going into the weekend obviously not financial advice but you know we do pretty well i suppose uh i'm john daps I'm was casey. here earlier that's casey sorry i mean i thought we were i thought we you were, want to you say were, it again i'm john I'm, John. I'm Casey. That's overtime operators.